In this message, we are reminded about the importance of speaking our faith, believing God's word, declaring and decreeing God's word. Jesus is the high priest of our confession. We must hold on to the confession of our faith because he is faithful. We also minister to others, resist the devil and subdue adverse situations by speaking God's word in faith. All right. Uh, why don't we just stand up once again, make our declaration this morning. So if you brought your Bible, uh, let's uh, just hold our Bibles high up in the air and let's declare God's word, what God says about us. Let's declare it loud, bold and strong. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am what God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I am saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I am blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of his blessing. To many people, I receive his word. I believe his word. And I live by his word. Christ is my master. And to him, I am in absolute surrender. In Jesus' name, amen. Please shake hands to the person next to you. Say hello. Nice to see you today. Give them your name. Get their name. And you may be seated. This morning is going to be a very uh, uh, simple message. I'm just going to remind us of something uh, we've, uh, as a church, we've been practicing, as a church, we've been uh, trying to affirm and uh, reiterate over and over again, and it has to do with the importance of what we speak, of what we say. And so the title of, of the sermon this morning is simply, Hold On to Your Faith Confession. Hold On to Your Faith Confession. So I just want to remind us about this important spiritual principle um, that's in, in the word of God for us, about us confessing the word of speaking our faith and just remind us about the importance of holding on to it. So it's not something new, it's things we've heard. In fact, almost every Sunday, uh, we try to remind us about this. Uh, and so the sermon was pretty easy this morning, but I think sometimes we just need to remind ourselves of things we have always been hearing. So... The key is for you and me to always say what God says in every circumstance, in every situation about ourselves, about things around us, about our present, about our future. Always say what God says. Now, it does not mean that we don't recognize what is happening. So if there's a difficulty, if there's a problem, if there's an illness, you say, yeah, that's the problem. I recognize the challenge. It's there. I'm not living in denial. Uh, I recognize there is a difficulty. There's a challenge, whatever. I see that. But having recognized that in the natural, we also choose to speak the word of God into that situation or that circumstance because we realize the power of faith. And we realize the power of the word of God. And that's what I just want to remind us about this morning. Let's go in our Bibles to Mark chapter 11. To a very familiar passage. Mark chapter 11. 
We'll read verses 20 to 23. Mark chapter 11, verses 20 to 23. Verse 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, And does not doubt in his heart, But believes that those things he says will be done, He will have whatever he says. Now we know the little background to this story, how Jesus and his disciples, as they were passing by the road, uh, Jesus saw a fig tree in a distance, and he walked up to the fig tree expecting to see some fruit, but there was no fruit. And he cursed the fig tree. said, there's no more fruit on you, your life's over. Paraphrasing, right? So he cursed the fig tree. Now, it's obvious that nothing happened right then. Because if the fig tree had withered immediately, I'm sure Peter would have been the first one to say, yes, it's gone. So nothing happens at that moment. And probably nothing happened five minutes later because they may have walked a few hundred yards. Maybe Peter must have been looking back. Anything happened to the fig tree? Still standing. So no reaction. Okay, let's keep going. But Jesus cursed the fig tree. Nothing changed immediately. But the next day, they passed by the same road. This time when they came close by, the fig tree was all gone, withered away. Peter reacts. He says, Master, look, you cursed it yesterday. It's gone. It's dried up from the roots. And now Jesus is using that entire incident to teach them about faith. So he says, okay, guys, here's what I want to tell you. Have faith in God. And then he says in verse 23, Whoever therefore, that means anybody, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. And he doesn't doubt in his heart, but he believes that what he says will come to pass. He will have whatever he says. So the whole incident, the whole pur- the purpose of this entire incident was to bring to the attention of these disciples, the power of faith. He says, look, this is what you can do with faith in God. Have faith in God. And you can do the same thing. You can speak to the fig tree. You can speak to things in the natural realm and change them. That's the whole message. With your faith, you have faith in God. You can speak to things in the natural, just like Jesus spoke to the fig tree. Or now he says, you speak to the mountain. You speak, and things will change. So here's a simple and yet important lesson that the Lord Jesus is teaching us as his disciples, as his followers. You have faith in God. And you speak to things that are in the natural world. And those things will change. They are subject to your faith. It's a good place to say amen. 
or clap. <laughs> Amen? That's what he taught us. Have faith in God. You speak to something in the natural, like he did to the fig tree. He said, you can do this to the mountain. You speak to the mountain. And notice he said, whoever, which means this is for anybody. Whoever, therefore, will say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And don't doubt in your heart. When you have faith in your heart, don't doubt. He says, you, but you believe that what you're saying will come to pass. You will have whatever you say. Now, here's our problem. Our problem is, yeah, I tried it once. It didn't work, so I quit. Or maybe I tried it two times because I heard the sermon twice. <laughs> you know, whatever. Our response is, I tried it. It didn't work, so maybe it's not true. No, it's the other way. His word is truth. What he said is true. We've got to press in and say, I'm not giving up. If he, what he said is truth, I'm going to br- cause my experience to rise up to the level of his word. I don't base theology on experience. I cause experience to rise up to the level of what he has spoken in his words. Amen? So what he said is true. You ask me, do you believe it? Yes, 100%. It's true. He said, if you have faith in God, you can speak to mountains and tell it to move. You can speak to things in the natural and change them. He said it. And what he said is true. If we haven't experienced all the time, well, we just keep pressing in until our experience aligns itself to his truth. But his truth can never change. Amen? All right, good. (laughs) That's encouraging. Now, Jesus said, "If, if you believe in your heart, you will say, you will speak it. Faith must be spoken, must be expressed. I'm not saying it's the only way. But it is an important way to release your faith. By the words we speak. And that's what Jesus taught us. Now let's go to Romans chapter 10. I think we saw this passage last Sunday as well. But let's go to Romans 10. We'll read verses 6 through 10. The Apostle Paul's writing here in Romans chapter 10. Verses 6 through 10. Verse 6. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this manner, in this way. So he's telling us how to speak. Those of us who received righteousness by faith, all of us who are believers in Jesus Christ, we have received righteousness because of faith. Now, those of us who received righteousness of faith, this is the way we are supposed to speak. He says, now... The righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss or the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Notice he says. Don't speak like this. Do not say in your heart. Who is going to go up to heaven to bring Jesus down into my situation? Don't speak like that. He's up there. What's he doing? 
I know heaven is his throne, earth is his footstool. Don't speak like God is so far away. Or don't speak saying, who will go down into the deep places as though Christ was dead. Don't speak hopelessness. Don't speak despair. God is so far away. Or God is dead. Don't speak like that. But what do you speak? What does the word say? What does the Old Testament say? Paul is quoting verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you. It's in your heart and it's in your mouth. The word is near you. So when you want God to be near you, don't say, oh, God is so far away in heaven or God is like dead, you know. No. The word is there. God's word just brings God in on the scene. And it's near you. You've got the word. You've got it in your heart. You've got it in your mouth. The word is near you. The word being near you is as good as God being near you. Amen? So he says, don't speak like this. You know, God is so far away. Oh, God doesn't know what I'm going through in my office. (laughs) If you only knew what was happening. Oh, God is dead. Don't speak like that. The word is near you. It's in your heart and it's in your mouth. And then in verse 9 and 10, he just explains to us what to do. He says in verse 9, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So he says, look, here's what you do with your heart. You believe with your heart. Here's what you do with your mouth. You confess with your mouth. So now, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you confess, you declare him as your Lord, you will be saved. So salvation, how are you going to receive it? You believe in your heart, you say it with your mouth. Anything else that you want from God, his word is near you. Healing, God's provision, deliverance, victory, triumph. Everything else that you want to receive from God that God can bring into our lives is received the same way. You believe in your heart His word and you confess His word with your mouth. And you experience it. You believe in Jesus as your Savior. You confess Him as your Savior. You will experience His salvation. You believe in Jesus as your healer. You confess Him as your healer. You experience His healing. You believe in Jesus as your provider. You confess him as your provider. You'll experience his provision. So believe his word is near you. Amen. So now it's important for us to learn to do that. The word of God is near you. It's in your heart for you to believe it. It's in your mouth for you to say it. Now. Let's try to understand this. The word of God, and I'll just refer to a few verses in the book of Hebrews. In Hebrews 4 and verse 12, we learn that the word of God is full of power. The word of God is alive and powerful. Hebrews 4 verse 12. God's word is alive and it's full of power. 
God's power is resident in his word. It's a car- God's word is a carrier of his power. In Hebrews 1 and verse 3, we learn that he upholds everything, this entire universe. He upholds all things by the power of his words. He upholds all things by the power of his words. Now, here's a simple question. If his word upholds his entire universe, do you think his word can uphold your world? My little world, this little world of mine. His word upholds all things, this entire universe. Do you think his word can uphold, can sustain can regulate your world, your life. So I don't think we have any reason to say my world is falling apart. Hey, his word can uphold your worlds. It can sustain. It can regulate. There's no need to say my world's falling apart. Even if you feel like it is. There's no need to say. My world's falling apart. His word can uphold your worlds. Amen? And then in Hebrews 11, verse 3, again another familiar verse. Hebrews 11, verse 3, the Bible says that by his word, he framed all things. He shaped all things. He created all things. By faith, we understand that the heavens were framed by the word of God. It means everything in the natural came out of his word. It was shaped, it was formed, it was constructed out of his word. Do you believe, do you think that there is power in God's word to shape, to form, to create, to construct in your worlds? Do you think it can happen? Something doesn't exist. Do you think that the word of God is powerful enough to bring it into existence in your worlds? Yes or no? I think so. So something doesn't exist. His word has enough and more power to bring it into existence. So now, how do I release the power of that word into my world, into my life? His word is near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart to believe it. It's in your mouth for you to confess. And his word will begin to work in your life, in your circumstance, in your situation, in your body, in your mind. In your finances, in every area, his word will begin to do its work. Amen? So, that's why I want to encourage all of us. Continue to speak his word. Over everything in life. Over your body, you declare by his word. His word says that he is the Lord who forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. His word says by his stripes I've been healed. His word says that Jesus took all my sicknesses, all my diseases. His word says that his word is medicine to my whole body. His word is medicine to health and healing to my whole body. So you begin to speak his word over your body, over your mind. God has given me a sound mind. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a Sound mind. A sound mind has a sound memory, a sound concentration, and a sound understanding. 
That's why it's a sound mind. So you speak his word over your mind. So my mind is a holy ground. Whatever things are true, pure, noble, and honest, those are the kinds of things my mind thinks about. You declare his word over your mind. I take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Declare his word over your present, your future. God knows the plans he has for me. Plans of great prosperity to give me a future and a hope. So you declare things over your family, over your children. You declare his words. His word is near you. It's in your heart and it's in your So in any situation, rather than saying, oh, how is God going to come down into my situation? Or, you know, how, how am I going to raise God up to bring him into my situation? No, the word's near you. Speak his word. Amen? Now, in Hebrews chapter 3, a few more verses before we close. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1. The writer of the book of Hebrews says this. He says, Therefore, holy brethren, or therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession. Christ Jesus. He says, brethren, you are partaking in this heavenly call. You are responding to this call. You're part of this call. Consider, think about Jesus, who is the apostle, the one who's gone ahead of us, the apostle and high priest of our confession. Confession is what you believe and what you say. Actually, the Greek word is homologia, meaning it is to say in agreement with. To say the same thing. That's the word confession. So it says Jesus is the apostle and high priest of our confession. Meaning when I am declaring something. When I am believing something. Declaring something. Living by something here on earth. I have a high priest. Who, an apostle who's gone up into heaven. A high priest who's in heaven. Standing there before the father. On behalf of my confession. Amen? Now when we confess his word, we believe it, we say it, we live by it. Jesus is a high priest in heaven. He is standing before the Father on behalf of what we are confessing here on earth. So our confession, the profession of our faith, what we say, speak and live by is not in vain. There's a high priest in heaven standing on behalf of that. Amen? He's going to go before the Father and say, I'm standing on behalf of that. That has to be made good in their lives. Now Jesus cannot stand in front of the Father on behalf of anything we say and do that's contrary to his word or contrary to the cross. He cannot be a high priest of those things. He can only be a high priest. He can only represent those things that we say, believe and do that are aligned to his word and aligned to the cross. What he has finished for us on the cross. Amen. But here's what I want us to understand. That when we are making our confession. Saying, believing and living by the truth. He stands there as our high priest before the father. He's going to make it good. Amen. Now in the, in the next few chapters in Hebrews. Um, he, he talks about. Jesus is high priest. He talks about Abraham and, 
uh, and the importance of holding on to the promise. And then we go to chapter 10 of Hebrews. Chapter 10 of Hebrews. We look at verse 23. He says this. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope or of our faith without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Hold on tightly. Hold fast to the confession of your faith. To what you are saying. To what you are declaring. What you are living by. Hold on to that without wavering. You know, don't become double minded about it. Don't waver about it. Hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. Why? Because he who promised is faithful. Amen. So when you are Declaring what God has said about anything and everything about your world, about your life. You, you say, no, I'm holding on to that word. Because the one who promised is faithful. I'm not going to waver on it. You know, Jesus didn't say, okay, let's go and check on the fig tree. I mean, is it, is it really drying up? You, know? you don't find Jesus doing any of that. He spoke, he went. It took its time. The next day he found it dried up. So the writer of Hebrews is saying, you know, you hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. You stay with it. You stick with it. Don't give up on it. Don't quit on the word. Because the one who promised you and me, he is faithful. He's going to make it good. He's going to come through. So maybe some of us are, are, are making our confession concerning, you know, our job situation, concerning our finances, concerning family or marriage or whatever area of your life. And you're saying, this is what God has said. I'm going to hold fast to that confession. I'm going to hold fast to what I say, believe and live by. I'm not going to waver on it. Because he who promised is faithful. He'll come through. In closing, I want to remind us that this confession of the word, the speaking of the word, is what we also do in many other areas of life. When we want to minister to people, that's one of the main ways we minister to people. We speak the word over their lives. We declare the words. We declare the word. And we declare, when we're praying for somebody, so I declare in Jesus' name that you are healed by his strength. Or you are blessed of the Lord. You are blessed coming in. You are blessed going on. You are speaking the word of God over their lives. That's how. That's one way. An important way of ministering to people. Right? We don't say like, oh God. So sorry that you, this is going through this. We don't declare words of pity. I mean, yes, we empathize. Yes, we understand. But when we want to deal with the problem, when we want to address the situation, we speak the promise of God over their lives. No point, no point in, in sharing in, you know, in, in their problem. We're just you know, describing their problem to God as if God doesn't know their problem. That's not going to do anybody any good. It's not helping God. He already knows it. Is not helping that person. You're already going through the problem. So the way you address the problem, of course you recognize it, but the way you address the problem is by speaking the word of God into their lives. You're releasing the power of that word of, of the word into their situation. We also use the power of the spoken word to conquer, to deal with adverse situations and circumstances. 
You know, when Jesus and his disciples were in the boat and they were going across the lake and there was a storm, what did Jesus do? He didn't get up and say, whoa, look at the storms. They're really high. Okay, guys, this is our day. We're going to go down. Let's pray quick. He didn't do those kinds of things. He spoke to the winds and the waves. Right? This is Luke chapter 8. He spoke to those winds and those waves. What was he doing? He's releasing faith. Faith. Jesus said, if you have faith, you speak. Speak. He turned around to his disciples and said, where is your So what do we do when we face adverse situations and circumstances? It could be a difficult situation in your job, in your workplace, uh, with your HR manager or whatever. You know, you speak to those circumstances. You speak into those situations. Speak the word. You speak peace. You speak harmony. You speak good understanding. You speak into those situations. Speak your faith. Lastly, we use the same approach when dealing with demonic powers. Ephesians 6 and verse 17, the Bible says, Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Take the sword, which is the word, the spoken word, the rhema, the spoken word. So how do we deal with demonic powers? How do we deal with our temptations? How do we deal with spirits of darkness? Same thing, spoken word. You speak the word against them. Right? You don't go to the devil and say, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. He'll, ask you, he'll ask you, so what about the blood? You, know? you might as well say, the sky is blue, the grass is green. <laughs> so it's not some vain repetition, some chanting. No, you speak the word. You take authority. Matthew 8 and verse 16, the Bible says, Jesus cast out the spirits with his word. With his words. So if it's a spirit of infirmity, say, in Jesus' name, I take authority with that spirit of infirmity. I command it to leave. Speak the word. So, the Bible is so clear about the importance of speaking faith-filled words. The importance of speaking the word, of releasing your authority through the spoken word. It's clear. There's many, many, many cases. Every time Jesus, almost every time he ministered, he ministered that way. He spoke the word. Uh, he released his authority through the spoken word. Amen? So this morning, just a reminder to all of us. Continue to speak the word of God over your worlds, your present, your future. And everything in your world will begin to Align itself to the word of God that you are speaking, that you are releasing into your situations. Things will become, begin to be shaped and formed by the spoken word. Things will be brought into existence by the spoken word, the word of God that you are speaking into your life, into your situations. Amen? Hold fast to the, hold on to the confession of your faith without wavering. Because he who promised is faithful. Hold on to it. Don't give up. He'll come through. All right. Let's take some time just to pray. And I want you this morning just to say, God, I want to hold on to your words. And I, I don't know what area of life it might be. 
maybe a different sit- a certain situation, a certain area, where you've, maybe it's been really hard, but this morning you stand before God and say, Jesus, you are the high priest of my confession, of what I say, do, believe. I'm going to hold on to that. Because you're a faithful high priest. I will hold on to the confession of my faith without wavering. Because he who promised is faithful. I'm going to say and only say what God has said about my life. About my present. About my future. About circumstances in my life. I'm going to say what God says. When you minister to people, speak God's word over their lives. Speak the promises of God over their lives. When you face adverse situations, speak the word. Maybe you're facing a situation right now. Speak the word. Say what God says. Say that he surrounds you with favor like a shield. Say that God gives you double honor instead of shame. Say that God causes His glory to be seen upon you. Speak the words. And Father, even in this place this morning, we invite you, Lord, by your Holy Spirit to heal, God, every, every person who might be sick in their bodies, who might be hurting in any way. Lord, let your healing virtue flow. And and I take authority over every sickness, every disease. And we stand against those things because they are not of God. Every infirmity, every sickness, every disease. And God, release your healing virtue. Release your healing virtue, God. I pray even now in this place that people will be healed of every sickness, every disease in their bodies. Let bones come into alignment. Let bones be healed. Let the back, the vertebrae be healed. Let discs that have been damaged be healed let the spine come into alignment in the name of Jesus let feet that might be one feet shorter than the other let it grow, let the feet come into full length, arms that one arm is shorter than the other, let the arm grow, let it come into full length in the name of Jesus Lord we just call, call these miracles Lord, let healing take place now we ask you for people to to know that they are being healed, to know that the fire of God's touching them, the healing power of God's touching them. To know that they are being made whole. I take authority over every devil, every spirit of infirmity and sickness and disease, and I command those spirits to leave. In the name of Jesus. I release people in Jesus' name. Just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just pray that our faith, faith in every heart will be kindled afresh and 
stirred up afresh take a hold of your words and to say only what you say nothing else thank you before we close the service this morning if there's anyone here and right now as we are standing here you feel in your heart that you want to give your life to Jesus Christ the bible tells us that all of us are sinners we've all committed wrong things in life and god's a holy god and no man no woman can stand before a holy god because of sin but the bible says that god came into this world his name is jesus He took upon himself all our sins, your sins, mine. Took it all on him. He died on the cross, and he took our sins away. Jesus was buried, and he rose up the third day. The Bible says, and he showed himself alive to his disciples for forty days, and then he went back into heaven. And he's given a message for us to tell everybody that anyone who believes in Jesus will receive forgiveness for their sins. their sins will be forgiven they'll become brand new people they'll be brought into a relationship with god as sons and daughters of god nobody can do this no religion can give this but jesus christ does this morning if anybody would like to pray and say oh jesus i want to give my life to you i want to follow you I want to I want you to forgive my sins and I just want you to pray this prayer with me this morning before we close. If you'd like to just say this with me if you've never done this before. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Please forgive me my sins. I believe you died for me. I believe you're alive today. I give my life to you. Help me to follow you and you alone for the rest of my life. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Uh let's close. Father we just thank you for this time in your presence for this time in your word I pray God that you will continue to confirm your word in each of our lives by your spirit I pray God that as we go from this place we will be bold and courageous and fearless God to live for Jesus that we will be sold out to Jesus our entire lives will be sold out for Jesus and God every baby go we'll go spread the love of Jesus we'll tell people about Jesus God use every person here this week to share Jesus with others so oh Lord. We thank you. And now unto you who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask think or imagine according to your power that's at work in each of us. Lord unto you and you alone be glory in the church. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org 
Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.